Hi, I'm Amber Cook. Welcome to my podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. Join me every Wednesday for open, honest, and real conversations about change, transformation, and resilience to inspire and empower you. This episode is sponsored by HealingWays.com. Find verified wellness professionals and holistic health resources at HealingWays. That's Healing, W-A-Z-E, dot com. Today, I'm going to be talking all about the mother wound. I'll be sharing some wisdom I've recently learned regarding my own mother wounds, some ways to identify your mother wounds, and of course, tips on how to heal them. I'll also be sharing the details that go along with the sandbox photo I recently shared on Instagram. So if you haven't seen it yet, jump on over to the Dragonfly Mama, check it out. And without saying too much, let's just say I was shocked by the outcome. If you stick with me all the way to the end today, I also have some exciting announcements regarding season three of this podcast, The Dragonfly Connection. When the good Lord was creating mothers, he was into his sixth day of overtime when the angel appeared and said, you're doing a lot of fiddling around on this one. And God said, have you read the specs on this order? She has to be completely washable, but not plastic, have 180 movable parts, all replaceable, run on black coffee and leftovers, have a lap that disappears when she stands up, a kiss that can cure anything from a broken leg to a disappointed love affair, and six pairs of hands. The angel shook her head slowly and said, six pairs of hands? No way. It's not the hands that are causing me problems, God remarked. It's the three pairs of eyes that mothers have to have. That's on the standard model, asked the angel. God nodded. One pair that sees through closed doors when she asks, What are you kids doing in there? When she already knows. Another, here, in the back of her head that sees what she couldn't, but what she has to know. And of course, the ones here in front that can look at a child when he goofs up and says, I understand, and I love you, without so much as uttering a word. God, said the angel, touching his sleeve gently, get some rest tomorrow. I can't, said God, I'm so close to creating something, so close to myself. Already I have one who heals herself when she is sick, can feed a family of six on one pound of hamburger, and can get a nine-year-old to stand under a shower. The angel circled the model of a mother very slowly. It's too soft, she sighed. But tough, said God excitedly. You can imagine what this mother can do or endure. Can it think? Not only can it think, but it can reason and compromise, said the creator. Finally, the angel bent over and ran her finger across the cheek. There's a leak, she pronounced. I told you that you were trying to put too much into this model. It's not a leak, said the Lord. It's a tear. What's it for? It's for joy, sadness, disappointment, pain, loneliness, and pride. You are a genius, said the angel. Somberly, God said, I didn't put it there. That was Irma Bombeck's poem, When God Created Mothers. When it first appeared in Irma Bombeck's Mother's Day column in 1974, it was an instant success. Clipped from newspapers, tucked into purses, and tacked onto refrigerators, just like mine. My mom was a huge fan of Irma Bombeck. I think we had every one of her books. And I remember sitting there reading them and laughing. And although I didn't fully understand what it was all about, even at a young age, I felt like it gave me some insight into my mom and what her life was like. And although my mother did embody a lot of those characteristics 
mentioned in When God Created Mothers, she had another side to her, a one that left me with what is called the mother wound. While the mother wound is not a clinical or medical diagnosis, it is a very real factor that people struggle with, especially women, and it's something that can affect all areas of our life, our careers, our relationships with others, our identity as mothers, our identity as women. As many of you know by either listening to this podcast or following along on Instagram, my mother lost her nine-month struggle with pancreatic cancer in 2012 at the age of 58. I knew there was trauma and grief around that phase of my relationship with my mother. And I knew there was probably a lot of deeper stuff from the 34 years I had spent with her while she was living. But I had no idea how deep those mental wounds were. You may have heard me talk about this new phase of my healing journey over the last few months. I'm pretty vocal about it. And talk about deep. If this were a video game, I'd say I hit the boss level. I'm not really sure what that means, but I've heard my husband and kids talk about it. I'm assuming it's the really hard level right before you beat the game. Now, I'm not assuming or saying that I'm going to beat this healing game because you never are done, but I'm in the boss level right now, whatever that means. Anyway, a few months ago, I suffered an actual nervous breakdown. Yep. The stress of the pandemic, career changes, a move, parenting, virtual learning, and the loss of my identity as a businesswoman finally broke me. I could no longer escape the PTSD symptoms that I've truthfully been struggling to manage for a very long time. And managing just isn't going to cut it anymore. It's time to dig that shit up, face it, and move through it. Now, I've mentioned it before, but I grew up with two mentally ill parents. One, an alcoholic, my father. The other, my mother, who had um, been diagnosed with uh, borderline personality disorder She definitely had unresolved trauma, depression, who knows what else, honestly. I also have had a lot of my own trauma. I once died for a moment when I was a baby. I almost died then again as a toddler. I've suffered more loss from death than most people my age. I was mentally and physically abused by my son's father. And throughout my life, the list of unfortunate and sometimes traumatic events goes on and on. So yeah, what I actually have is complex PTSD. And if you're not sure what that is, Google it (laughs) Um, because I'm not a professional mental health professional. But throughout my career where I was helping others on their healing journeys, I was actually in a lot of denial. I denied the PTSD so hard that I didn't even know I was denying it. Yeah, I'm that good. So after the nervous breakdown, my therapist suggested that we dive into the deep, deep end of healing my trauma by adding in some EMDR into our weekly sessions. Fun times. (laughs) And if you don't know what EMDR is, again, the Google machine's awesome. To say it's hard work is definitely an understatement. It's the hardest work I've ever done, but it's healing me on a level I could never comprehend. Like I said boss level. For the last three months, we've alternated EMDR with regular talk therapy focused on the traumatic experiences I've had, especially the ones that have left very real mental and physical symptoms. Like I said before, I spent most of my adult life helping others heal their energy and physical bodies, yet I was in a really big state of denial of all the mental and even physical pain that I was experiencing. Again, I didn't even know I was in denial. I thought I was really 
just open to all the healing and I was on this great healing journey and I have been, but there was all that stuff just, just lingering in my deep primitive brain. And that brain of mine is a master at protecting me so I could survive. And I know that some of you listening totally get that. So in a few sessions recently with my therapist, it came up that I feared becoming my mother. And it's actually a huge fear of mine. I didn't know how huge. And even recently found out it was also a huge fear of my sister's. Now, I know you're probably shaking your heads in agreement to that, too, because no matter how much we love and admire our moms, even the best moms come with faults that we'd rather not see manifested in ourselves. Am I right? And if you're a mom, you totally know what I'm talking about (laughs) because you hear it when you're talking to your kids or interacting with your kids or you see it. But my mom was so mentally ill that at the end of her life, she was a resident of an independent living community for others with severe mental illness. Many of her neighbors were former houseless people and recovering addicts. And all of them, I assume, lived on disability like she did. So yeah, I really don't want to turn into my mother. So one of the traits I definitely inherited from her is her ability to carry on through trauma and bury things deep so she could survive, so I can survive, and take care of my kids. Because that woman, my mom, had boatloads of lifelong trauma throughout her childhood. And she did her best to cover it up and tried really hard to be the mom that she had needed as a child. She herself even tried all kinds of different healing methods. But if you know anything about children, you know that they pick up on everything. They're little empaths who feel it all, the spoken and the unspoken. Not only did I pick it up and apparently absorb her inner struggles, I felt the outer ones pretty deeply too, in the ways that she parented, in our interactions with each other. Um, Let's just say there was lots of yelling. (laughs) But then as an adult, not only did I start to appreciate my mother more, as unfortunately most of us don't appreciate her until we too are adults or, or mothers, but I also got to see the progression of her mental illness. She could no longer hide it. And she was also in her 40s when it became her identity. And since I believe our mind can create illness in our bodies as well, I believe it's what contributed to her cancer. Because unlike me, she didn't have the tools and support to fully heal. And because of those tools and support, I am now super confident I will not become my mother. Now I just get to be proud of the good qualities I inherited. Anyway, so that brings me back to my recent session with my therapist. She decided to ditch the EMDR for a day and had me do some sandbox work to heal my mother wound. Now, if you're unfamiliar with sandbox work, like I was before this session, is a healing method typically used on children. So as you can imagine, when my therapist directed me to her shelf of figurines and a big sandbox, telling me to use them to recreate my trauma stemming from my relationship with my mom, I had a really hard time believing it would help. And I'm open to everything. (laughs) And I felt quite silly. But I did my best in suspending judgment, followed my therapist's instructions, and just went with it. And you can check out the picture of what I created on my Instagram and Facebook pages. Uh, Feel free to leave some comments or questions even. So during the sandbox work, I didn't think. I just let my subconscious create the scene. And to my surprise, it was incredibly accurate and unlocked something in me that I still don't really have words for. During that session, I cried a lot. (laughs) 
then ended up crying until I went to bed that night. And the next day, though, I woke up feeling lighter and freer and less worried that I'd turn out like my mom and less worried just about everything. I had no idea my mother wound ran so deep. And whether you realize it or not, you probably have some wounds from your mother, too, no matter what your relationship goes with her. So as promised, I wanted to share some things I've learned about the mother wound and how to heal it. So first of all, you may be asking, who typically experiences the mother wound? Well, no surprise, as I mentioned before, it's usually women, daughters, but our sons are not immune. So someone who had a mother who may have done all of the following or just one or something different, a mother who provided support by taking care of your physical needs, but didn't give you the love the care, and the security you really needed. A mother who didn't provide empathy and helped you label or manage your own emotions. A mother who didn't allow you to express negative emotions or criticize you for your negative emotions. A mother who was just extremely critical in general. A mother who expected you to support her with her own physical or emotional needs. A mother who wasn't available to you because she had to work or because she was too busy with her own interests. Now, however, you can still be a working mother, even a working single mom like I once was, without instilling the mother wound. So I'm not knocking working moms. I'm one of you. And a mother who suffered emotional or physical abuse herself. She didn't process the trauma and was therefore unable to fully offer love and nurturing. A mother who had an untreated mental health condition or a mother who experienced alcoholism or drug addiction. When I go through that list, I had a mother who had about three quarters of those qualities. Your mom only may have only had one. It still could create a mother wound in you. And if you're still wondering if any of these that I just listed apply to your mom, think back to your childhood. Close your eyes and think about you as a child and try to recall what your life was like through your child eyes. Was your mother fully there for you on an emotional level? Were your needs met? Did your mom physically abandon you? Either she left you to be cared for others, actually put you up for adoption, or even died at a young age. Even if her intentions were amazing or she died, you may still feel abandoned and that's okay. Were you reluctant to turn to your mother for comfort or security, like I was? Did you doubt your mother's approval, resulting in you never feeling good enough? Did you feel nervous and even scared around your mother? Did your mother expect you to take care of her physically or emotionally? It may not have been spoken, but you felt it like it was your responsibility or your job. Sit and think for a moment. You can hit pause and rewind and go back over that. Take your time. Mother wounds, they're deep. Okay, so now you're probably thinking, damn, I do have some mother wounds. Even if you've done some work on the mother wounds, maybe there's still the need to be healed. So first of all, I'm going to tell you what I've had therapists tell me. Don't judge the feelings you have around that or your feelings towards your mom because of her human failings. Yes, moms are human too. And we fail in many ways and sometimes small and sometimes very big and sometimes just huge and gigantic and and what you might even call unforgivable. It's perfectly okay to have negative feelings towards your mom. Healing from your mother wound is a balance between acknowledging those negative feelings such as anger, 
sadness, resentment, shame, and even guilt. And recognizing, though, that we may need to forgive our mother even if she is no longer living. And you can tell her you forgive her or you can just work on the forgiveness for yourself. Forgiveness is key, but not always easy. I know that. I know it's not easy. And in some cases, it doesn't feel deserved. But you know the saying, right, about forgiveness? It's not for them. It's for you. So I'm going to say it. It's for you. It's key to healing your mother wound. And then I strongly, strongly encourage talking with a trained, licensed therapist about your mother wounds, a talk therapist. They should also be able to direct you to different healing modalities, such as EMDR or sandbox work or things I don't even know about if needed. And along with that, there are some other very powerful things that I have tried that you can do alone or with other trained healers, such as journaling. Write down all those thoughts and feelings. Letter writing. Letter writing to your mom. Whether you send the letters to her, it doesn't matter. Again, this is about you. Ancestral work. Personally, I've done this work with Laura Rao of The Vital Spirit and Lynn Delmasto Thompson of Heartfire Healing, both of which have been past guests on this podcast. But there are many holistic practitioners who do some form of this ancestral work. Check out healingways.com to find someone who resonates with you. And most importantly, love yourself. Figure out how to fully love, accept, and appreciate yourself. Our concept of self was actually built through the way our mother interacted with us, whether she was physically present or not. So if your mother was unable to build up your self-image in a positive way, just know that was not your fault. By letting go of that less than ideal image that's been created, you can start to recreate your own self-image one that serves you and your life to the fullest. Many of my past guests are experts in helping others love themselves. Some have even written books about it. And if you need some inspiration or help, give their episodes a re-listen or listen for the first time or check out the show notes to find out how to connect with some of them. While you're working on yourself and your mother wounds, I promise I will continue to do the same so I can keep showing up fully for me, my family, my friends, my colleagues, my clients, my future podcast guests, and for you. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast and for following me on social media and sharing the love. So please continue to share the love by sharing this episode or the whole podcast with your friends. I'm a one woman show. Well, except when I have a guest to talk to, but I do all the editing and production along with advertising. And in case you didn't know this about me, I'm not a millionaire or a celebrity, shocker. (laughs) And I definitely don't have a PR person or marketing agency working for me. This is grassroots effort here. I'm doing this in a way to give back and help others. And I love it because I want those of you who need to hear what me and my guests have to say to be able to hear it. So with your help, more people will hear it and benefit. So again, please, please share this podcast. Shout it from the rooftops aka social media (laughs) or your website if you have one or your email list if you have one find your favorite platform find this podcast click the share little share button wherever that is whatever platform you're using and text it to your friends even so many different ways to share it and I would appreciate using any of those ways and as promised at the beginning of this episode 
I said I've got some fun announcements. First of all, this is the last episode of season two. Surprise! I hope you like surprises, (laughs) but if you don't, I hope you forgive me. The third season will start at the end of November, so it's not a big break. The focus will continue to be connection, inspiration, and healing journeys. But all of my future guests, all of them, will be professionals whose life mission is to give back and help others from all walks of life. We'll focus less on their personal stories, although I always want to know a bit about that. That's important to me, and I think it's important for connection. But they'll be providing more valuable tips, tools, and support to help you live your best life and to thrive no matter what the future holds for us because we still have, I mean, we never have any idea, but you know, things are still pretty, pretty shaky and they could continue to get to be even shakier who knows. And lastly, I'll be using my Instagram and Facebook accounts to get your help and feedback on what you'd like to hear from me and from them. So I'll be asking my guests questions that come straight from you. So start thinking, what do you want to know from people who are professionals at helping others? And so while you're waiting for those new episodes to come out in November, let's keep in touch on social media and keep an eye out for those prompts starting in October. I'd love to know what you need and want to hear, my loyal listeners. Thank you. And all my links to connect with me on social media or on the website are in the show notes. Check them out. Stay in touch. Be well and take care. And happy fall, y'all.